Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Love of Life podcast. Tonight, we are going to talk about a man who I didn't know anything about just as of two weeks ago. And his name? Do you did you have have you had you even heard his name before? I had never heard his name. You had never heard his name. Never before. heard his name. Okay. Did not know how to spell it. I'm actually also wondering why he's not a saint, but we can he is a saint. That. He is. Oh my oh. gosh. Okay. It seems like he should be. No, but he I is a saint. I haven't heard that. The Catholic to his Church title. renders him a saint. Okay. Just so you know. Good. I'm glad that's straight. <laughs> should we okay. say his name? Say his name. Okay. His name is Boniface. Saint Boniface. Saint Boniface, which in all the things I've heard about him thus far, it's never been said Saint Boniface. But yeah, yeah. yeah, we owe a lot of our Christmas tradition to him, which I didn't realize. It's kind of an amazing story. According to the stuff we're reading and listening to, Mm -hmm. we owe like all of our Christmas tradition to Saint Boniface. At least our Christmas decorations. Well, for sure. But like the gathering together, the coming together around a tree, which is all Christmas. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have Christmas if it wasn't for Boniface. Right? I mean, basically. I mean, mean, Jesus is the most important part. Obviously. He is part of, he is Christmas, Christmas, you know? Right. But Boniface really changed everything in the 700, 700s, 723 AD. Okay, but you go ahead. You're the one doing the intro tonight, so. Well, that is, that is my intro. So, now you can tell us no. about Boniface, read to us the, the story, and then we can... Okay, well, let's first talk about him, his upbringing and childhood, because of one of the interesting lectures that we listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of childhood that Boniface had was very interesting. Um, it wasn't like the world of today with helicopter parents. Mm-hmm. Like, the the world that Boniface grew up in, kids as a game were throwing boulders at one another. Um, so just kind of setting the stage for the kind of man or the kind of man that he becomes as a boy, he's somebody who, who plays hard contact sports. Um, not that I want kids to throw boulders at one another, but <laughs> I, I, I would say our society is quite overly protective, over, overprotective he now. You grew up in Scotland? Is uh, that right? Yeah. Like the Scottish. Yes. They, yeah. He had, he had Scottish inheritance. Yeah. Uh, Scottish. Uh, Just they were like a inher- tough, not inheritance. Tough Scottish. People. He was heritage. of Scottish, Scottish descent. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. He has a heritage. Yeah, thank you. Scottish okay. heritage. Scottish heritage, yes. But they were like a like a tough people. Yes. They, I don't know what their theology was, but... Yeah. Well, it was obviously rooted in something very strong, very strong. great. Not weak. Not winsome. Not weak. Uh, yeah. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but what were some of the things that was there anything else? So yeah, I I I, I think I've heard his name. I may have even uh, read in passing some of this story, but it never really stood out until the other day when I just looked up. Hey, uh, how did we get the Christmas tree origin? What yeah. what is this from? And listen, there's a lot of people that really want to say, oh, it's a you know Christianity or Christmas. Pardon me, Christmas is a pagan holiday. This all originated from pagan roots. Where there is some truth in that, as I'll read in a minute, but the real truth is, like, the actual celebration of Christmas has nothing to do with paganism. So, for those people that want to be like, well, I can't celebrate Christmas because of, you know, it's really a pagan holiday. No, it's not. It's it's a Christian holiday. And um, 
uh, will prove it historically, uh, yeah. hopefully in the next uh, few minutes. And if not, people can do their own research. But yeah, there's, um, yeah. Yeah, I had heard that the Christmas tree was a Christian tradition, but I didn't mm-hmm. really know why or where that came from, nor yeah. did I really look into it. Yeah. I just took it for granted. Yes, you get a tree and you decorate it at Christmas time. Yeah. It's yeah. wonderful. It all started with the Oak of Thor. So, yeah. So everybody that's like, oh, Marvel movies. We just love Marvel movies and all this kind of stuff. But, like, all of this stuff comes from the old gods, the, you know, the Norse gods, pagan mythology. pagan mythology and stuff like that. And, you know, and there's, so there's, some, there's some fun movies out there, of course. But this stuff really was uh, – th- these were gods that people actually really did worship at one time. They really did sacrifice to. So, um, yeah. Okay. Without further ado. Boniface, he goes to Germany in 723 AD, right? He spends most of his life evangelizing in the areas of modern Germany and parts of the Netherlands. Uh, He becomes a friend of the Frankish court who helped him reform and reorganize the church in that area. From his missionary travels, Boniface knew that in winter, the inhabitants of the village of Geismar gathered around a huge old oak tree known as the Thunder Oak, dedicated to the god Thor. This annual event of worship centered on sacrificing a human, usually a small child, to the pagan god. Boniface desired to convert the village by destroying the Thunder Oak, which the pagans had previously boasted the god of Boniface could not destroy. So he gathered a few companions and journeyed to Geismar. If I'm mispronouncing Geismar, oops, but I think it's Geismar. His fellow missionaries were scared and fearful that the Germans might kill him, so they balked when they reached the outskirts of the village on Christmas Eve. Boniface steadied the nerves of his friends, and as they approached the pagan gathering, he said, Here is the Thunder Oak, and here the cross of Christ shall break the hammer of the false god Thor. Who talks like that nowadays? It's <laughs> great. That's just, that's so great. Here great. is the Thunder Oak, and here is the cross of Christ, and, the, and here the cross of Christ shall break the hammer of the false god Thor. So not winsome. I so I just I, I just absolutely love it. It's great. Anyway, Boniface and his friends arrived at the time of the sacrifice, which was interrupted by their presence. In a show of great trust in God and born from a desire to enkindle the fire of Christ in the German pagans, Boniface grabbed an axe and chopped down the thunder oak of mighty Thor. The Germans were astounded. The holy bishop preached the gospel to the people and used a little fir little evergreen, that was behind the now felled oak tree as a tool for evangelization. Pointing to the tree, he said, This little tree, a young child of the forest, shall be your holy tree tonight. It is the wood of peace. It is the sign of an endless life, for its leaves are evergreen. See how it points upward to heaven. Let this be called the tree of the Christ child. Gather about it, not in the wild wood, but in your own homes. There it will shelter no deeds of blood, but loving gifts and rites of kindness. Awed by the destruction of the oak tree and Boniface's preaching, the Germans were baptized. Dun, dun, dun. So, like, epic. there it is. So you got a guy in the woods who's brave, who's bold, who stands up to literally stand. He doesn't. He doesn't come in waving his arms. Okay, I'm not. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You wanted to say something. <laughs> Well, We've had like five discussions. There's there's more details. We also listened to a lecture by Dr. George Grant. He talks all about Boniface. So there's like some things I'm remembering as you're reading that. He talks about when he went to chop it down, they were actually in the middle of a sacrifice. Yeah. Like he steps in as this child is about to be 
burnt or how did they? Um, it was a knife. A knife. Uh, okay. And he says that it was, a, George says, or Dr. Grant says that it's a, it's a Ju- druid priest of sorts okay. who's got a knife. And as the knife comes down onto the, I think he said a virgin, by the okay. way, it was a virgin. Uh, Boniface, the story or the legend is Boniface has a cross, a wooden cross that he gets in the way in between the knife and cool. the virgin and it stops it. And apparently the druid like screams, probably like demonic screams, you know, freaks out. And then Boniface takes his stand and says what I just said that he said, you know, yeah. but he basically pointing to it saying that I'm going to chop your tree down and you're not going to go along any further with this kind of sacrifice, which is such a, again, it's such a bold move for him to do. Because they could have killed him. Well, eventually later he is martyred. Not that yeah, night, and it was years and years later that he was martyred by but, different people. Right, different village. Um, but nonetheless, him his his friends with him were scared. Yeah, because they were rem- nervous. Remind me, what was what was he told Boniface when he originally heard about these particular German people? What was he told about? Like this is fertile ground for preaching the gospel. Oh, no, not at all. That it was, right. like, really going to be difficult for him. That he shouldn't even go there. That it was, like, which iron. Yes, it was, like, iron. Yeah. The ground was, like, iron. Yes, which is exactly the kind of person that Boniface was raised to be, was that it was, if something is hard and difficult, you run towards it. Or, as your notes say, run towards the roar. Yeah. <laughs> which was a motto that he lived by. Run towards the roar. Wherever the battle is, that's where he was going to be. Run to the lion's mouth. Run where the action is. And I think part of that was because if this ground, these people are so hard-hearted, it's like iron, then when God shows up, it's going to be God that changes their hearts. It's not going to be, well, it was just man and his persuasion. Like, no, it was an almighty, real and true living God. Yeah. Parallel that with maybe like the story of Elijah, where it's not Elijah himself when he's on Mount Carmel. It's not him and his power. It's the God of the universe who made all things, who brings down fire from heaven. Yeah. You know, and Elijah's just used to do that. Sure. In this particular case, you know, Boniface is not a prophet in the Old Testament sense, but he does do something here that's Mm prophet-like. And in a move of the spirit, in some way, God does show up and he changes the hearts of the people. They're baptized. They're saved. They're brought into fellowship. Um, and they leave their pagan ways when they realize, oh, the, 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 the power of Thor in this oak tree. Because a lot of these people lived in fear. That's another thing that we listen to, mm-hmm. is that these people really lived in, in, a, in a fear of, we can't touch this tree. We have, to, we have to continue to sacrifice to Thor. And that's the thing about all of these pagan religions. People live and lived in great fear of their gods. And it was completely unhealthy. Um, because they're really sacrificing to demons. Uh, and so they're completely astounded when the tree comes hurtling down and Boniface is left standing there with his axe and he's not killed. You know, so lightning doesn't strike him. Thor yeah. doesn't kill him. Yeah. Wait a minute. As as the people believe beforehand, oh, our God is, our God Thor is stronger than your God. Ha ha ha. Boniface is like, no, I'm going to give you a visual demonstration of whose God is is going to win the day here. And he does. And the people are left converted, changed, which is pretty cool. Could you see like a cover of a book, like about a missionary, you know, like you would not expect like 
lumberjack version missionary. Like this guy, probably strong and burly, like with an axe over. That's why I've been saying lately in the last few days that we've had we've had these discussions about Boniface. I'm like, what pastor, what leader, what spokesperson for the gospel? Even and I'm not saying he has to really carry around an axe. That'd be cool. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> but, that's but who it doesn't translate? It, it doesn't completely translate. But at the same time, who, who is that bold that stands up like a lion and says, "No, I'm not just going to stand here and tell you that God just loves you people so much and He just wants to love on you." And it's not like a weak God that Boniface presents. Mm-hmm. It's a strong God who does something. He has and Boniface has to do something physically. To where he could get in a lot of trouble. He could have gotten killed that night. I don't know. But he, he he's bold enough to, to to stand there and do something and say something. So it's like, you know, people... He's exposing a lie. He's exposing a lie through words and actions. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to sometimes do both. You know, yeah. oftentimes we live in a day and age where, you know, we use our words for the most part. And that's probably appropriate. But sometimes it's like a... What does that look like? What are you saying? I, I'm not saying... No, 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 no. Do you have examples? No, 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 Christ. Yeah. Well, generically speaking, uh, it really means not capitulating to the culture and not capitulating to the zeitgeist and the lies of the day and not trying to wrap Christianity up with the lies of the world and saying, oh, we can package this together. We can just all get along. No. Genesis says there's enmity between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. That has continued to this day. It's still here. It's It was there in the days of Boniface and these Germans and these pagans. And it's here today in the lives of Christians and those that know and follow Christ and those that do not. So yeah. I think for us to at least at least at the beginning stage of recognizing that there is a demarcation among people uh that draws the line of not just, you know, oh, God just, you know, blanket just loves everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a guy, a child of God. It's like, no, there's clearly, even in Boniface's time, pagans who need the actual gospel of Christ and the whole counsel of God delivered to them. Uh, and, you know, I just think that we are in a place that that's kind of convoluted. Well, I think... The problem with when you try to marry Christianity with the culture and say, yeah, you can keep your sin and have Christ and it's all good, you're denying people really the gospel. You are. The gospel is effectual. It changes hearts. It cleanses sin. So unless you say this is the sin, this is the error, this is worldliness, this is antichrist, you must turn from this sin, turn from these deeds of darkness and come to Christ. You won't ever have true repentance. Or forgiveness. No. You won't be covered with the righteousness of Christ. So. Yeah. Yeah. If you think you're being nice and understanding and empathetic towards people, it's like, no, actually what you're doing is you're being hateful towards people because you're denying them the changing power of the gospel. Right. Right. You're you're disregarding the Ten Commandments and you're obeying the Eleventh, which is be nice. Yeah. Be a nice, be a nice Christian. Yeah. It's like, we're not called to just be nice. And we're not called just to... It's a misunderstanding be... of what nice is. Like, we right, are called right. to be kind. We're called to be loving. But yeah. truly being loving is to say, hey, that sin that you're doing is, like, 
going to condemn your soul forever. True, yeah. That's truly loving. True like, love at appropriate times rebukes. True yes. love does that. Not not like you walk around and you're just like the rebuke <laughs> king or something like that because that's you, know, you don't want to be that guy. But yeah, there definitely is you know when there's when there's visible sin that goes on in the life of the believer, uh, confronting that with words. Sometimes and it can you know, be kind and, words. And, oh yeah, exactly. It's not yeah. We're not talking about yelling at but people. To, and no, but to scoffing. speak the truth in love. Sometimes the truth is hard to hear. Sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes yeah. the truth is like, oh, you mean like <laughs> I can't. Like, love my sin and right. love Christ. Huh. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. It's not easy on the ears, but it's it's the truth and it frees the soul. Yeah. So, going yeah. back, though, to Boniface. Sure. Um, the thing that really struck us, uh, I think, in talking about this is that here's, here's, here's Boniface who does this bold and courageous act. It's a one-act thing that he does in the 700s. Okay, this is a long time ago. And yet, look what's behind us today. Like yeah. we have, for those that are watching, we have our Christmas tree up. We do. Most people listening will or already do have their Christmas trees up. You have your Christmas tree up because of one man's boldness for Christ who stood up to paganism and said, no, we're going to chop it down. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. So every really time, powerful. every time I, and, we, and, the, and the great, the wonderful thing, we just planted like 11 evergreens around our house. And so now I think every time we go out there, we see them, it's just going to be this reminder of, oh, an evergreen tree that Boniface pointed to and said in, you know, he pointed out an illustration to, to of that it was like the gospel, this evergreen, it's always green and he rep, it represents eternal life in Christ. Yeah. So I just think, yeah, that's, that, it's amazing that a practice has been continued for so long now among all these various cultures. It was the Germans and then the Germans carried it over. Somehow it got over to the European, to uh, to the rest of to well, what was it? Where do we read? The rest of Europe, and then it and then it came to America at a certain point. It's been here for a while. Super. The cool. practice of Christmas trees. Well, and another thing, he was talking about chopping other places in the wood. Not like that wood is wrong to have or a grove, but they had a sacred grove that also kind of went with the oak of thor mm. so we talked about taking some of the branches and hanging them around your fireplace like garland that was another thing that came out of talking about decorating your home beautifying your home uh with this symbol of the christ child with this symbol of eternal life so yeah it's just so cool we wouldn't have we the... don't think about that no Why do no we, we don't i don't know it's christmas we don't and by tradition we always have grown up we don't even think about it we put up a tree most people just put up a tree. You're not just putting up a tree, though. And even presents. You know? Even presents even around presents. your tree. Yeah. Instead of a, sacri a human sacrifice, because there's already been a human sacrifice. The perfect human sacrifice, once and for all. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, when he, uh, after Boniface, he cuts it down, this then says, um, hold on, I wanted to say... So, uh, 754, he takes a trip with a bunch of other monks and goes to a place uh, where this time he's actually going to be killed. A large crowd of armed pagans come around and uh, basically Boniface, he, um, he discourages his followers from fighting and just says this. This is near when he dies. He says, Cease my sons from fighting. Give up warfare for the witness of scripture recommends that we do not give an eye for an eye, but rather good for evil. Here is the long-awaited day. The time of our end has now come. Courage in the Lord. 
Those are his like his final words. Courage in the Lord. He was always he's just always doing something courageous. He's always he says, and then it's a, the article goes on to say, the ferocious pagan attack left Boniface and his fellow companions dead and celebrated as martyrs of the faith. Um, yeah, and something he said that I took from Dr. Grant's talk, he said at some point, I know that I shall die, and I shall die on time. So he was completely content to know that in God's sovereign plan, he would die at the right time, exactly when he was supposed to, and he was just faithful to do what God had called him to do, knowing he'd be protected if that's what God wanted and knowing, which he was with chopping down the tree. Yeah. Um, and then knowing when it was his time to come home. Yeah. That he would. So yeah. he also said in that talk about him, um, Boniface said, we must measure success in terms of generations and centuries, not in years. And like, a person's career, like their lifetime. Mm-hmm. So I love that too. It's that long vision of like what we're doing to love the Lord, to plant seeds. Like we have to think of this bigger picture. We have to think about those that are going to come after us. And yes, he might get his head chopped off, but like the work that he did, it's going to outlive him because yeah. it's God's work. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's similar or akin, it's it's akin to planting a tree because we just planted a bunch of evergreen trees. Um, we planted the trees. These evergreen trees, they can live two to 250 years. Long after we're gone, those trees are still going to be growing and widening. And that's how we have to think of our life. And that's how we have to think of our work. And that's how we have to think of raising our family and our children. Because we're not just raising our children, we're raising our children and those children are going to raise children and children and children and children. So it's like, we're setting the stage for so much more than even what we see now. Um, I, I think, yeah, exactly. Seeing it, seeing that long-term perspective with all that we do yeah. is so important. So important when it gives you the right perspective with how you handle things, it gives you the right perspective for when you don't feel like it, <laughs> being thankful, being joyful, when it's hard, when you're exhausted, like still doing what is right and honoring to the Lord and working on your attitude or your, you know, your, well, this is what I had in mind for my day. Okay, well, this is clearly not what the day is going to look like and being okay with that, you know, just, I think doing things right and well, even if they don't go according to plan, right where you are, I feel like that, especially with little people, because... Your plans are never what you think they're going to be when yeah. you have kids in the mix. But seeing like how you treat them, how you act, what your heart is, what your attitude is, like that matters. Yeah. That matters tremendously. Yeah. It's almost like you've been reading contentment books. It's almost like I have been. I have been. You have been. I have been. Interesting. Yes. You read it too. Yeah. Uh, there's a book called Contentment uh-huh. by Nancy Wilson and it is amazing. It's very short. And concise and convicting and encouraging. Yeah. 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 That's really good. But that's a podcast for another time. True. Right? Yep. Okay. Anything else about Boniface? Um, so we... I think just smile every time you see a Christmas tree, <laughs> especially if it's at the grocery store or, you know, somewhere where people do not claim Christ because they are embracing a custom that is just declaring I saw that the White House was putting up the tree the other day, oh, yeah. and a big gust of wind knocked that one down. 
which seems kind of apt and appropriate at this moment in time. Kind of does. Doesn't it? It kind of does. Yeah. 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 But also kind of cool still that they're putting up a Christmas tree. Still kind of cool they're putting up a Christmas tree, even if they're, yeah. They don't understand it or know why. Yeah. No. But. I thought that was interesting. Um, Great. Okay. Anything else? Go look up more about Boniface. And Merry Christmas. That's a good idea. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Love of Life podcast, Conversations with Jesse and Courtney.